Here we go, ladies and gentlemen. Welcome back to the podcast, One Man, One Tree in a Hill. I'm your host, Jared Waters, two-time wrestling champ, stand-up comic. We have a wonderful guest, ladies and gentlemen, um, originally from West Harlem, Dave Anik Gardner. How are you, madam? Just Harlem. Just Harlem. I'm well in yourself. But this is West Harlem, where you're from. Oh, no, it was just Harlem. Well, why do they call it East Harlem, then? Because white people came and changed it. So what was East Harlem before that? Always East Harlem. It was just East Harlem and Harlem. That's it, uptown. But I'm saying, why would they call... That's what I'm saying. Why do they call Harlem East Harlem? Wouldn't they just call it Spanish Harlem? Yeah, Spanish Harlem, East Harlem. I don't know. We got Dave Anique here. Um, How are you feeling, Corona? How are you feeling through this pandemic? (laughs) (laughs) I told you to wear your mask, too. I'm praying right now. I'm about to Lysol my feet. (laughs) Um, I'm feeling good. I found out I was pregnant. About a month ago, so oh, right, right up top, right, right when it's good news, yeah, right, right up when top. Right, I was gonna get to it, but F it, yeah, right when it first happened. So, like, it, it hit me hard not corona, but the pregnancy. The pregnancy, how many months are you? Yeah, I'm about to be, I'm two months, about to be three months at the end of the month. When oh. did you find out? Mm, March 15th, I found out. March 15th, you found out you were one month pregnant or? You just six weeks. Ooh. <laughs> How did uh <laughs> 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 Ooh. How did the first let's go, how did the how did the boyfriend take the news? He said, Ooh. <laughs> 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 Ooh, he was, you know, real like, wow, do you know, I thought we couldn't because you know it's been a year without birth control and then he was like I thought it was you, and then I thought Wait, it was me. Wait, you took me. yourself off birth control? A year ago, yep. Why did you take yourself off birth control? Bad side effects, bad headaches, throwing up. It was just really bad. Not good side effects. Oh, you didn't think about being abstinent? <laughs> 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 nope, I never thought about that. So you took yourself on birth control because the side effects were what? What are the side effects of birth control? Okay, so like a week before I would uh, get my monthly, I would get like a really bad headache, and then I would be throwing up for days at a time. I couldn't keep anything down. I'd be throwing up for days at a time. Was this a new birth control, the birth control you always had? Always had it. It made me real violent. No, I don't think it made me violent, I think. That might explain a lot of the stuff. Were you getting these spells when we worked together? Yes, I did. And you just would be blacking out, and I was like, man, she, something's up with her. <laughs> yeah, real moody, real, just not me. It wasn't me. So you took yourself off birth control two months ago? Last March. La- oh, last March. March 2018, 2019. And 2019. Yep. So y'all are playing, playing, playing chicken, a dangerous Shacking game. Shacking up. Russian roulette. Shacking and racking. What y'all doing? Yeah, Russian roulette. So you get, so first you tell him what? It's like, hey. I know, I say, are you, is he going to hear this? I mean, yeah, I mean, worldwide. <laughs> I mean, is he going to hear this? I, mean, so I said, I took a test because I said, you know what, I'm late. Three days was normal, but it was like five days late. So we went to Dollar General. I said, <laughs> I said, let me just get a test just to be sure. He said, you must something know something I don't know. And then I took the test, and I said, well, go look at the results because I'm nervous this time. And then he looked, and then he said, it says two lines. And I said, well, he said, well, what that mean? 
And I said, whoa, <laughs> <laughs> the box is in the trash. So and he was like, oh, you pregnant? And I was like, yeah, that's what that means. He was like, kind of How like, long did it take before y'all just took the news before you broke it down to your family? What happened when you told him? So how did, did he take it? Did he take a walk? No, we was in a house and we was having game night that night. <laughs> <laughs> so we had to like, you know, soften up the tension before our guests got there. And I made, <laughs> I made rum punch and I was like smoking a little bit at the time. So I like made rum punch and um, everybody was like drunk and I was like acting like I was drinking, like passing the blunts. Like, oh no, I'm not right now. Not right now. I don't really want to smoke. And then... That night, he was like, um, you really wasn't smoking or drinking? And I was like, yeah, you know, I'm pregnant. He was like, oh, I mean, you want to keep it? And I was like, yeah, I mean, you know, ultimately, that's what I mean. And he was just like, oh, all right. And then that was that. Then the morning sickness hit me the next day. So who, when, do we, when do we tell mom and your family? When does that happen? His mom came over the next day. <laughs> she was dropping up off some, like, you know, um, She's a nurse, so she was dropping off like necessities that we needed, and a uh, pregnancy test was on the counter because we were just like, let's take Gracious. another one. We took another one. And, say, this is uh, some love in hip-hop Atlanta, right? She dropped herself off on the counter, looked at it. He was playing the game, so he wasn't looking at us. She looked at me. She made her eyes big and said, walk me to the elevator. And she, was like, <laughs> she was like, we having this baby, right? And I was like, yeah. She was like. All right. She was real excited. Like, she was really excited. So I was like, you know, since his mom knows, my mom got to know. So I FaceTime my mom. I'll show you the picture. I FaceTime my mom, and um, I showed her the pregnancy test. And she was like, stop. Stop. What does that mean? And I was like, you know what it means. And she was like, oh, my God, you pregnant. I was like, yeah, let a nigga take me out the game. <laughs> Yeah. Here's a picture. She was real excited. <laughs> she was real excited. I was like, yeah. Then I, you told us. Yeah. You didn't even know how to tell us. You were just. Like, <laughs> <laughs> I was like, what? I was like, what did she just? Say? Yeah, because I joke so much. Um, uh, my aunt had something for her friend, and I was like, I'm not really drinking, and I could put the drinks away. So they was just like, why are you not drinking? And I was just like. Just not now. And then my, I told my aunt, and then my uncles that came later, and I was like, well, since the cat's out the bag, I'm pregnant. And they was like, no, you're not. And I was like, I am. I'm. They was like, no, you're not. And I was just like, all right. It was like, show me proof. And I was just like, oh, the pregnancy test is at home. They didn't believe me until I showed them actu the actual sonogram. And they were just like, wow. A crazy Jamaican baby, and I was like, "Yeah." You said, "I'm reading our text messages." You said, "Oh, we're talking about Drake's baby." That's yeah, what I said, I'm not talking about nobody kids. You're talking about Drake, <laughs> Drake's baby, and then you go, "I'm not talking about nobody's baby." Until I got dropped mine in November, and everybody said, "Wait, what? <laughs> <laughs> Wait." <laughs> what did Sherilyn say? Wait a freaking minute. <laughs> She's all, she was she all crying. She cried. She cried. <laughs> she cried. I was trying not to laugh. Oh, this girl's emotional, ain't she? So emotional. Said, oh, my said, God. Girl, she love you. She love you. She said, she said I'll start crying. <laughs> she sure did. I thought she was joking, but she sure did. No, she cried. That was, that was, I was She like, was mad happy. Shout out to Cheryl. Yeah. 
So let's go back before before the baby. So um, y'all don't know what y'all having yet. You find out when three months, four months. Um, so I'll be three months at the end. Of the, I found I could find out in June. I'll find out in June. Is that when the gender reveal will be? If we can go outside. I hope I hope we can go outside. The the gender reveal will be in July. Maybe I I don't, I don't even know the timeline. I've been asking my mom a thousand questions. I don't really know. So we'll have a gender reveal though. We gonna have one. We gonna party. What would you like or you don't care? Um, I prefer a girl because I have five sisters. So Good I'm like, you know, I think I could do wait. Let's go back to where we are before the present. Let's go back. Where are you originally from? I was born and raised in Harlem, New York. Born and raised where? Do you guys, I notice in New York, you guys always talk about your hospitals like it meant something. I was born in St. Luke's Roosevelt. Is that a hospital? Yes, I was not born in Harlem Hospital. They call it Killer Harlem. That's what Killer Cam said, yeah. Yeah, Killer Harlem. I wasn't born there. I was born in St. Luke's with the good people. You were born in St. Louis, Missouri? Oh, no, no, St. Luke's Hospital. St. Luke's, oh, sorry. So St. Luke's, you're born in St. Luke's. And what was it like? Are you the oldest or the youngest? I'm the second oldest. I have a 31-year-old sister. Have I met her before? Jazz. No, maybe not. You didn't meet her at the funeral. No, no, no. She was. She came at the end. There's five of us. Five girls. So, grew up two-parent household? Yep. What was that like? Being <coughs> the second oldest. Was it strict? Tough? Because mm. y'all got a lot of love in your family. We do. Y'all yes. love that. There's a lot of girls. And y'all always <laughs> you have a very close relationship with your mother. Mm-hmm. Did y'all grow up more as, as friends? Or what did y'all grow up as? Or she was no, more strict no, growing up? No, no, no. Um, she was a single mom until I was eight or nine, and she met my stepdad Reggie. And let's go back before Reggie. So, what's your dad's name? What's your dad's your Dave? So, where's Dave at? Where was Dave at in the beginning? Dave was around when I was younger, but he wasn't around enough for me to like feel comfortable with him. So, my mom used to make my uncle chaperone me to go with him <laughs> so I could be comfortable and then it just stopped because he went to prison and he came out when I was in fifth grade so what did he go to prison for um yeah he went to prison I think it was murder do you remember as a child him going to prison how old were you when he found out he went I was I don't know. He wasn't a big factor, so I don't know. He he wasn't like my uncles was always like in the household with me because my mom raised them, so like they were the male figures in my life. So your older sister, you guys have the same father? No, different dads. What's her sister's her dad's name? Her dad's name is Cree. Was he in your life, Cree? He was. Uh, yeah. I would see him, but he he didn't live in a household with us. But I, I, we did. He would take you when he took her. No, no, no. Oh, no. <laughs> we was always with our mom. <laughs> we was we was always separated. We was always with our mom. But like we lived in the same community, so we would always see him. How how young was your mom when she had her first baby? Um, Jazz. She was nineteen. She started young. Yeah, well, nineteen, really young. not that young. Yeah, she was young. That's young. Legend has it is my uncle 
was going to pay for her to go to John Jay. And then she ended up getting pregnant. And my older sister came out looking exactly like him. Let me show you a picture of that. Came exactly looking like your uncle? Yep. Here's my uncle. Here's my uncle right here. Mm-hmm. Here's my sister. It says she high yellow. Yep. My mom is brown. He's high yellow, too. <laughs> Yep, that's how it came out. She's so when you say uncle, you're talking about just what y'all called uncles. He wasn't the uncle, uncle. That wasn't her brother. No, that is my mom's brother. Why would you say her her son? You said her her daughter came out looking like him because oh, they you say she, she when you don't him. like somebody during your pregnancy, your kid comes out looking like them. What? You never heard that? No, I thought you were saying as in like legend has it. Your mom raised his... Oh, no, no, no. Legend oh. has it that he was going to pay for her to go to school, but he got upset that she didn't go to college. She ended up getting pregnant. Oh, so the baby turned out looking like her. Yeah, light skin. Uh, like. So she's six years older than you? Five. Your oldest sister? Five. I turned Five. 26 in August. Y'all close? Yeah, we got... It wasn't always like that, but we're really close. She got my two nephews. What was it like, Ed's, like, growing up with her, having a big sister around? Mm. Was it like she didn't want you around because she was older than you? or She was mean. She was really mean. Like, my mom used to work full-time hospital Monday through, th- through Friday. Saturday, she worked at the hair salon. So she had to watch me. And I think it was, like, a little resentment with that because she had to be, like, the second mom. And I was a little hard-headed and crazy. So she just had to, like, deal with me. And how many tussles did y'all get into? Thank y'all. It wasn't that many because I was also spending a lot of time with my grandmother, my mom's mom. But when when she was around, she had to watch me. She had a best friend named Nikki, and I became really close with Nikki instead of Jazz. So Nikki used to, like, protect me and stuff, take me outside and do my hair. She was fun. So we got your big sister. And then when do your little sisters come? How old are they? Anna is 21, so she's four years younger than me. She'll be 22 in September. This Rain. is Reggie's kids, right? No. Okay. Her dad is Steven. This is Reggie's kid. Rain is... Well, let's go to Steven. So we go... <clears throat> we got Creek is the Creed. first one. Creek, okay. Creek, then your dad. Your dad is... Dave. Dave, and here comes... Steven. Steven. What was it like when Steven came in the picture? He lived with us for a little while. And then I just came home from school one day. And my mom was like, you know, packing his stuff. <laughs> she kicked him out because he, like, cheated on her. And then after that, it was just us. But, I mean, when do you remember when your sister was pregnant? Do you remember when your sister came? Because she's 21. Yeah, I don't. So she's I don't five really years. Re- so you were. I would say five. So you remember when your mom was pregnant? You remember? I just remember her being born. That's it. And how was y'all relationship growing up? Um, I would say we got closer over the years as well. Like all of us got closer over the years. That's a lot of girls in the house. That's a lot of girls in the house. Yeah. A lot. No, Jazz moved out at 18. So she, once that's I... Still, that's still when she's 18, you're 13. So you still have that from middle school? Yeah, you were yeah, in just fifth started grade. You were, yeah, you had a baby sister, so you were taking her around. So what you and Jazz did, you had to do with you and your third sister. Not really. She used to be with Reggie a lot. Reggie. Yeah, Reggie had her a lot. 
She used to. He used to have her. So I really didn't have to do that. So Reggie comes in, right? How old were you when you meet Reggie? Hmm. I was eight. Does he have any previous kids? No kids. So he took on a woman with three kids. Yes. Imagine that. Where is he from? Texas or something? No, he's from Riverside. Riverside Drive. Yeah. That's over that way. Yeah, uptown, uptown. So he meets a woman with three kids. How was it in the beginning meeting Reggie? Were you them hard-headed stepkids? <laughs> all right, so. All giving right. him a hard time? I did give him a hard time because it was like I knew my dad, so it was like, you're not my dad. I have a dad. The transition wasn't smooth because it went from us being in a house with my mom, my un- my two uncles, my aunt, my sisters, my mom, and then he came and it was just like everything changed. Like this used to be like the fun house and then he became the fun police so (laughs) so it was like wow that was a big difference did he would you say he established more order was there more order in there just i think that's what it was like the authority and i was just like why are you coming here with that we didn't have that before but then over the years it got it got better and better and i was just like all right once i moved out it was like fine but being there, I was just like a So from rebel. middle school to high school, you have Reggie in your life. <clears throat> and what was he doing? Strict on grades? Yeah, he was real strict, real strict. So Give me an strict. example. Strict like what? What couldn't you do? I could do stuff, but um, in fifth grade, I started at. Started what? At a charter school. So it was just like we started school in August. How did you watch your parents choose a charter school? Because you were. I don't know why they chose that charter school, but it was like one of the first charter schools in Harlem. So he found out about it. And then next thing I know, I'm being taken out of public school and sent there. So you'd lose your friends? Mm, yeah. Is anybody in the neighborhood going with you? Nope. Nobody. All new people. Well, that's good that you had to adjust. You had to learn to meet new people. How did people take your personality? Did you have this big personality when you were young as well? <laughs> I did. People, it was, I feel like that's what made people gravitate towards me. I was like always loud. I always had this funny sense of humor. Um, I was just like, you know, a social butterfly. What, so go to this, what type of charter schools is it like more, more diverse? Are you around kids you've black never seen and, before? No, like black and Spanish kids. They were it's pretty much what Harlem was back yeah. in the day. Yeah, and it was like compared right to in, what it is now, right? Right in Wagner Projects, so that was a little scary for me. What was scary about middle school? Being in the projects. But that yeah. building that you guys live in, <laughs> that's not considered the project, correct? No, no, no. So that's what y'all lived in. You said twenty years you've been in that place. No, so I lived on One Forty Ninth Street. I um, was in Two Twenty. Then I moved to 202 on the same street. Then I moved to 7th Avenue, 2568. And then we moved into 148th Street, 205. Yeah, we don't got to put all the business up. (laughs) 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 If somebody's looking for you. Nobody's looking. So we get get to middle school. And then was it, so you didn't go to school for your sister at all. So you pretty much every time. Oh, I did. So she went to the charter school as well. No. So they took me out of that school in seventh grade to try the school that she was in. But my sister said, that's not a good school for me because sometimes I would go looking for her and 
I would ask her friends, like, oh, like, you know, like, where's Jazz? Where's Jazz? And they're like, oh, she's in the nurse's office. So I was like, you know, a concerned little sister. I went to the nurse's office, and she wasn't there. Turns out she was cut in school. So I told my mom, in like. seventh grade? No, she was. I was in seventh grade. She, oh, was, she was in high school. Yeah. So my mom was like, oh, really? And then she just told my mom, I'm not sure that school is the right one for her. And my mom took me out of there. Oh, so you're pretty much blocking on your sister. Yeah, but I, I was just trying to see if she was okay. Seventh grade. <laughs> <laughs> this is like you're 12. <laughs> and what, Reggie? You better get in that school. <laughs> yeah, I was like, I was really worried about her. Like, How did she take she? to Reggie being in her life? Um, That's an adjustment. That's three dudes, you know? No, he was... I guess he was, like, getting her nails and hair done every weekend, you know. I guess robbing her. Not robbing her with money, but, like, you know, getting stuff done. So mm -hmm. she was fine with that. Yeah. So we get, so we, so Reggie's inside your life. When does your other baby sister start coming? How old are they? Rain is, uh, she'll be, she was born in 2005. So she'll be 15 this year. London will be 10 this year. Oh, so they're babies. Yeah, they're young. So when you had, so you guys, so Reggie was in your life until, so you they're 15? Yeah. 10 years old. So when you were like. 11. That's when he started, that's when they started having kids. Mm-hmm. Your mom had five children. Five girls. Whew. Never wanted to try for a boy or a sofa. It's just, uh, uh, at this point, you know, she about to hit 50, so. <laughs> She got two grandsons. Um, who who had the who had the jazz has two sons. She's the oldest. Yeah. Oh, those are the ones you post all the time. Yes, yes, my nephews. So let's go. So we're in middle school. What is middle school like in Harlem? What is the hardest, the most challenging thing? As in, were you a what type of student? Were you? I was a good student. The only thing I didn't like was there wasn't much diversity with the teachers. At my elementary school, there was, like, a, a lot of black teachers. And then I come to this charter school where everybody is white. How did that affect All you? the teachers are white. I did not like it. I'm not a big fan of white people. So, <laughs> being What would you say at the time? No. I would say still. Why would you say that? You don't think? I just, it just makes me cringe. Does it make you cringe the way you grew up? Is it because you grew up in Harlem or why? What is that? No, I went to a school. I went to college where there were a lot of white people. But you have a lot of white friends. I do have a lot of white friends. I don't have a lot of white friends. I have some white friends. But I feel like the some of the people that I did come in contact with that were white, I just didn't like some of the things they did. So, Do you think it has to do with location? For example, mm -hmm. I think that when people say that New York is diverse, I think New York is not that diverse at all. Nope. Like down south, we're diverse because of black, white, Hispanics. Everybody lives in the same neighborhood, so everyone got to say something to each other because we all in the same neighborhood. You got a problem with somebody, it's probably going to happen because you all go to the same Piggly Wiggly, so <laughs> somebody going to say something at the register. But in New York, it's so split up. It's like, let's put the blacks and Spanish in Harlem. Let's keep some of the Asians in Queens. And let's keep the Jewish people in this side of the town Brooklyn. and split everybody up. So yeah. it's so my friend told me his name is Alex. He told me the first time he ever met a white dude that wasn't his teacher or a police officer that was a friend when he was tw almost eighteen or nineteen years old. That was 
He might be 25 now, 20, <laughs> 26. Now. I actually had a pen pal um, that I met on like Goodreads when I was in middle school. I was like a bookworm. So I had a pen pal from Florida. She was white. And then I didn't really have much white friends until I went to college. Okay, college. Before, before we get to college, though. So in middle school, what is that like? So you're just like, did you feel like, were you like intimidated by being around people who didn't look like you? No. Um, How were the teachers? Were the teachers so embracing you? So my full name is Devonique, and they had a system where it was called demerits. So the teacher mispronounced my name, and I was like, no, it's Devonique. And she was like, that's a demerit. And I was just like, wow, that's my name. I'm I'm not really going to you know, let you pronounce it wrong. So that's, that's, um, my, the mispronunciation of my name is like, uh, has a lot of to do with like me, like disliking white people because they just like, don't give a shit. So I went home and actually told my mom and I was like, I didn't like that. And she was like, you tell people how to say your name correctly. That's it. And I was just like, I know I am. I'm trying to get, trying to say before because i know you're making a statement i know you're you're trying to say i think the experience you had correct yeah think about it because most of those charter schools that started early in new york are all from like tafta employees meaning that teach for america they send people who aren't from that neighborhood into a neighborhood and have to teach neighborhood kids who are not from there so they don't know how to culturally appropriate not appropriate to assimilate to their cultures Mm -hmm. so you're probably dealing with teachers who never lived in new york before yeah from like Nebraska or Wisconsin and they're trying to relate to inner city kids and they really can't. A lot of teachers yeah. struggle with that. Yeah. Mm-mm. Didn't like it. Were you in trouble? Did you see the principal a lot or? No. The the pr- I used to get p- my lunch packed in middle school. So I would get two sandwiches, a snack, a juice, and like a fruit. So at lunchtime, the principal would sometimes come in and eat some of my lunch. What type of? (laughs) We ate lunch in a classroom, so like like, he would say, like, "Oh, like, what do you have today?" Like it was him and my stepfather were like kind of cool, so he'd be like, "Oh, what do you have today?" And then I'll be like, "I got this," and then he'll like take a Dorito or something or take a fruit snack. And then it was like he was, but he was eating the second sandwich. No, not the second sandwich was for after school, not the sandwich. He was a cool guy. Do you have any friends that you met in middle school that you're still friends today? I do. Some of my close friends. I'm still friends with them i've known them since i was 10 because y'all live in the same radius like in new york it's kind of easy for people to have like live life life lasting friends because y'all sort of sort of don't move from coast to coast y'all really stay in one borough one of them are in charlotte so 704 yeah one of them live in the bronx we don't see each other often but when we do we have a really good time and then i have a friend that has twin daughters so I think she's like more busy, like being a mom and stuff, you know, like that. Are your sisters, do your sisters have big personalities or do you think you're the biggest one? Um, or when y'all get together, the ma- the personalities yeah. magnify. The They do magnify. The, I would say the the older three, yeah, we, yeah. They're quiet or? No, we are just like me. Just like me. If, oh, your older sister's yep, like that? If, and, and Anna. So when people come around, it's just like, I tell them before they get it on my family, everybody is alike. I am, I'm not 
it's not just me. Everybody is like me because I'm a lot to handle. So when they meet my family, they're just like, you guys are like, like, oh, oh, oh. It, it, it could be overbearing for people. So I don't bring a lot of friends around, but the friends that do come around. But the ones in middle. So we're in middle school with this big personality. How does it how does it fit into the school that you're in? Did you feel like an outcast or you felt like? No, it was like it was a good combination because. I knew like when to turn it off and to like when to like focus on my studies and when to be a clown. So like when I was a clown, I was a clown. When I was a student, I was a student. I I don't like to say I'm the same. What type of grades were you getting in middle school? I was more like a B C kind of girl. Wasn't really overachieving. I was never really an overachiever. So we get to high school. Do you still yeah. sit in the same charter school or you go to a regular high so school? So I went to another school. Mom's like, you know what, let's try this again. I went to another school and I was just like, no. I did not. No. I went, I was in school from fifth grade to eighth grade with the same 20 kids. So when oh, I got to weird. the different high school, it was like, oh no, this is ghetto. So I said, yeah, I want to go back. And I went back. You went back to the same school? Yep. Well, you went back to the same charter school? Yep. They let me back. So did you go to a public school or you were just... It was a public school and I was just like... What about it was messed up? It was just too wild or what? It was like really wild. What part of Harlem was this in? It was on 96th Street on the east side. Oh, you're on the lower east side. Is that upper east side? Upper east side. And I was just like, nah, this is not for me. It wasn't too wild or what? What was the wild? It was too wild. Like it was like always fights. They didn't let the teachers teach. So it was just like, that's not what I'm used to. So I actually want to leave. And I left. This is freshman year. Yep. So freshman year, you get back to your school and you're with the same 20 people. Or is it new? No, no new kids. There weren't any new kids. So you've been with the same people from fifth grade to when? Like, some people left, but there weren't really many new additions besides, like, two or three kids. So, from fifth grade to twelfth grade, I was with the same 20 kids. I graduated with 20 kids. Any fallouts with friends? Because you got to have some if you see in the same yeah. faces every day. Yep. Well, I had actually had a very best friend, and she slept with my first boyfriend. What's her name? I'm not going to put her on blast <laughs> like that. She's a mom now. <laughs> <laughs> Hope she's well. How old were you guys when this happened? Uh, 16. Oh, well, 16. That's some boy meets world stuff. Yeah. So y'all confronted, you confronted her? How did that go? At first, I thought she was um, joking. Oh, she told you? No, other people told me it. And I was just like, she wouldn't do that, you know? Like, she wouldn't do me like that. Like, we, we was, like, hanging tough since fifth grade. And then... I asked her about it, and she was like, yeah. And I was just like, wow. And then I just stopped hanging out with her. You didn't forgive her at all? Mm-mm. How do you know she has a baby then? I have her on social media. She added me <laughs> on social media. <laughs> Isn't that funny? So your first boyfriend happens when? At the age of 16 was when you first started dating completely? Uh, 14. 14. How did that yeah. happen? How did Mr. Reggie take that? He didn't know it was a secret. <laughs> <laughs> and that was a secret. But your mom knew, or no? It was a secret. Nobody knew. Well, everybody at the school knew, and yeah. small how small the neighborhood is. Nobody said nothing. No, the neighborhood, the school wasn't in my neighborhood, so it was perfect. 
Where was the school at? East Harlem. Okay, so you had to go from this part of Harlem to East Harlem. Yep. And what was your boy? What was the first boyfriend's name? Sean. Sean. Where did so you guys meet? And this is what you guys you've been knowing since fifth grade. Yeah. Till. It's like he's so cute. And then we got prom king and queen in eighth at grade. 16? Oh, okay. Eighth grade. Oh, you had a prom in eighth grade. Yeah, well, well, middle school prom. Yeah, BS. The cafeteria. And y'all start dating at fourteen. Yeah. Fourteen. When did he start meeting your family? He when did not meet my family. So this is still a secret today. Yes, it was a secret. I, I kind of hope I'm grown now, so if they hear it, they hear it. <laughs> <But> <laughs> I don't care, but yeah, that was a secret. Was your mom strict on the aspect of just like my 16-year-old daughter doesn't need to be dating right now? or? Oh, no. So as soon as I turned 16, the summer before we went back to school, my stepfather sat us down and was like, I don't believe in mistakes. And in my mind, I was just like, oh, well, what's a mistake? If I wanted to do something, it won't really be a mistake. So I thought he meant pregnancy. So I was just like, all right, I'm, I don't really plan on getting pregnant. So... Well, what did he whatever. mean, though, when he said mistakes? That's what he's talking about? Yeah, I never really asked him to elaborate, so I was just like, whatever. So that was your birds of the bees talking, having with yeah, you? Yeah, like, Mr. how Reggie. ridiculous is that? Mr. Reggie, don't don't have no mistakes out here. <laughs> <laughs> what did your mom do when he was talking to y'all? That She just, like, kind of went with what he said, and I was just like, oh, wow, whatever. Did you admire the way he treated your mother? When did when did you get to the age where you realized like he's a good man he's treating my mom nice? What age did you realize I'll, like that? Because that's being grown now, <laughs> thinking about a man taking on a woman with three kids, loving her and giving her two more kids. That's a special type of breed there. He must be from Krypton or something. That's a long. Imagine you had three kids and walked up to Anthony how he <laughs> would take that. Listen, you would have passed a, a couple <laughs> Reggies around. <laughs> I. <laughs> Their relationship was unique. I never really admired it, but he did take care of home. So, like, home was always taken care of. Some stuff I did not like, and I, when I grew up, I was like, that's not what I would like to see in a man. So I didn't really glorify some of the stuff that I saw growing up. The stuff that you saw growing up, how does it affect you now? So there was, like, times where, like, if they was to get into an argument, he would, like, if he wasn't talking to us, he wouldn't talk to us for weeks. Oh, you're, you're his kids or just all of y'all? Everybody. Oh. His kids weren't really, they weren't born yet. Okay. But, like, when they, when they did come into the picture, he would, like, talk to them, but, like, not talk to anybody else. Slamming doors, like, huffing and puffing, like, being real negative. So once I was, like, old enough to have my own relationship and, like, me and Anthony have been living together for two years now. So if, like, I was upset about something, I saw myself just, like, shutting down, not speaking to him at all. And we would go like that for a few days. So, like, now it's, like, I was saying, like, that's not really healthy to, like, shut down if you, like, love somebody. So, like, now I'm, like, expressing myself more, like, all right, this is what happened. I don't like it. We need to fix it instead of like doing a silent treatment. I didn't like that. So you need to like stop or like do something else. Did you ever have those moments where you spoke to your mom about anything else of your mother when you get when did your 
relationship with your mother go from mother to more like she's my girl um, still mother like mother sister yeah so when i was in college let's go to college because we skipped over that so we're oh, so 16 you lost one of your friends y'all yeah. stopped falling out you had to fall yeah. out because she was getting her shaggy on yeah, and a then being a hoe she was, you know, no. she was being 16. Being so 16. Yeah, free. Yes, she's 16. Yeah. But y'all are social media friends, so let bygones be bygones, yep. right? Yep. So 17 is when you graduate high school. When did you start applying for schools? Like, when did you know? Did you want to leave the city or did you want to go? I did want to leave the house. Why it did didn't you matter where I went. I felt or? like it was strict. It was toxic. It was, like, not at that point mentally not where I wanted to be. So I was like, I'm getting the fuck out of here. So <laughs> So I chose a school, a community college upstate, and I was like, I'm going. Like I got accepted to a few schools. But I was like, you know what? I heard some good things about the school. That's where I'm going. So you pack up everything and you go, what's the school called? TC3, Tompkins Cortland Community College. And you go, where's upstate at? Like, um, It's near Ithaca, about 45 minutes from Ithaca, hour away from Syracuse, 45 minutes from Binghamton. So you drove, you guys drove up? Or you no, so let's, let's go to that. So that day, my mom put me on a Greyhound bus with one suitcase. <laughs> I didn't have room and board, so I, I was supposed to be set up with uh, it was like called like the suite. So I was supposed to live off campus. Everything was supposed to be set up when I got there. When I got there, nothing was set up. No money was sent. I was sitting in the lobby for hours until like my mom had to like figure stuff out. And I finally was put into a suite at like 10. These are not college suites, right? These are just regular. College suites, yeah. Oh, okay. 10 p.m. It was like 10 p.m. when I finally went into a room. And I was like, what's going through your head? You're upset, frustrated, I'm like annoyed because it's like you knew this was coming. You knew I was going away to college. You should have had this set up. But these are also life lessons for like Uh, being an adult, being an adult, becoming a parent, making sure my kid is like set up how they need to be set up, being more involved in my kid's life, you know, stuff like that. So I was just like real pissed off that I had to sit in that lobby for hours while she figured stuff out. What were the ladies doing in the office? Were they talking to you? Would you like some water? What were they saying? No, they were just like, there's vending machines. There's a... There's vending machines. Lord. There's a um, room where you could like watch TV where with a few couches if you went into... I'm just like, no, I'm going to just like sit here. Some guy, some random... There was like a Facebook group with like kids going into that going into the school that year. So like some guy I had met on Facebook, he came out and he was like, my name on Facebook was Jody. So he was like, Jody? <laughs> and I'm like, oh yeah, my name is Dave or whatever. And he's like, oh, like what's going on? And I was just like, oh, like my mom is like figuring out um, how to like get me into a room or whatever. And he was like, all right, like you want to come to my room? And I didn't know him. So I was like, no, like I'll just sit out here. And he actually sat out there with me. For how long? For like an hour or two. Oh, that was nice. Yeah, that was real nice. What was his name? Anthony. Is this the Anthony? No. Oh. <laughs> Jug. They called him Jug. Oh. I was like, That's I was like, well, this is amazing how y'all met. No. So, so you chill in the room. So what? So how happens when you get your finally get the key? 
I finally get the key, and there's one other person living there. She actually became one of my best friends. I was, I like knocked on her door, and I was like, "Hey, I'm Day," and she was like, "My name is Dakira." I was like, "Oh, that's so cool," and I told her my whole name, and then she told me her whole name, and we have the same initials. So I was just like, "Oh, like, oh, that's, wow, like that's so cool." And then I was like, "Um." I don't really have anything in my room. I didn't have any sheets. I didn't have any comforters. I didn't have a pillow, no TV, no nothing. So I didn't, I had to start from scratch. So I was like, oh, um, there's no food here, no utensils. We need to, you know, like start getting a house together, but I also need to get my room together. So we went to Walmart. Um, I remember this day like so well. I was like, this is what I eat. This is what I don't eat. She was like, well, I'm fine with that. Uh, we got groceries. Um, we actually had to walk to Walmart and it was like a country town. So there was like no real streets. So we were like walking on the side of the road. Um, we took a $5 cab back and I was just like, if this is how college is going to be, you know what? I'll take lemons and make lemonade. So that first night was like, it was, it was cool. It was, it was fun, I guess. What was your major in college when you got in there? What did you decide to do? Early childhood. It was always early childhood. Early childhood. What was the first year like going through college? You're meeting friends. Your do you remember was it hard? What type what's what type So school? living off campus, my f- I always lived off campus. So my first semester I was like, you know what? I'm here to focus on school. I'm gonna do school, whatever. And then we started meeting people from campus and then we started having wild ass parties and <laughs> it's completely different being off yes. campus. On campus is wild. Like, oh, y'all live off campus? Oh yeah, we about to have some parties. So um second semester is when things went, you know, like a little downhill and I was just like Thursday, Thursday, we're going to have a party this weekend. Everybody come over. And then. So your place turned into the. The, the, the party room. Came and turned into the frat house. 303. Yep. Yep. Partying. Dancing. Drinking. Smoking. Did it your was, grades suffer? They did. How bad did it suffer? It didn't suffer that bad. I had a C. What did so your mama say? What did your mom and She didn't really say? know. She didn't really ask. Oh. Uh, they weren't really involved when I, once I went to college. They were just like, I was going and coming, going and coming. So it was like fine. They didn't really ask to see grades because uh, the state was paying for me to go there instead of them. So one. Less oh, you had a scholarship? No, it was like uh, it's a SUNY. What's so SUNY? one less thing they had to worry about. Um, state University of New York. So if you if your parents make a certain amount. Then um, they like pay towards your tuition and stuff. So uh, I got like Pell grants. I my mom took out a I took out a loan. My mom didn't take out a loan, so everything was basically on me. Like uh, when I got a refund check, I was able to pay my rent. So like she didn't have to do anything but send me money for groceries. So what was it like having that freedom? The first time you're free. What is it like? Do you feel like you bossed up a little bit when your mom talks to you? Do you feel like, oh, I'm paying bills myself? I was like, I'm doing my thing. Like, I'm doing my thing. Like, I was really happy. Like, I'm away from that toxic-ass house. I don't really have to see them, don't really have to be around, like, that energy. So I was I When was you say happy. toxic, you saying toxic because of the stress, how strict it was, or you saying toxic just 
Because you still go back. Is it still toxic now or not? No, it's not toxic because I'm more vocal. So okay, it's 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 fine. So we get inside school. How how many is it? Is a four year university? A two year. Two year. So you do your two years, and then what happens after that? I graduated 2015, and then I came back. I was working, so my lease was up in May. So I was back up there. I took. Oh, one. you stayed up there. You didn't come back to Harlem. 2006. I stayed up there. To 2016. I had like a winter graduation, but I wanted to do like the May graduation. So like I was able to stay. I took a class. I worked in the cafeteria, and then once I came back, I my nephew had was born that February, so I was like babysitting him, and I didn't get a job until that August working at a daycare center. Yeah, I worked at a daycare center. Yeah, for about a year. So when we graduate, right, we we go to graduation. What was the hardest thing in college that you experienced, if you look back on it? Um, I would say depression. What were you depressed, so depressed about in college? I was, like, I was, like, fine with being away from home. But then there were times where, like, I missed my family a lot because I was away. Um, and I didn't realize that, like, I was, like, stress eating, like, eating a lot. Like, I went from, like... 160 to like 185 in a semester and someone told me before i went to college like don't wear leggings keep wearing (laughs) jeans because you do not notice how much weight you're gonna gain so i was like you know what i'm gonna wear leggings they're easy to put on whatever i won't have to really get dressed for class and then I was like, wow. That freshman 20, that's what they call yeah, it. Yeah, I was like, whoa. And then I was just kept gaining more and more weight because I was also eating heavy meals at like 11, 12, 1 o'clock. I would like come home from classes, sleep for like seven, eight hours, and wake up and make a full-course meal. Full-course meal? Yeah, like cornbread dinner rolls <laughs> fried chicken like unhe- unhealthy stuff like at 11 o'clock at night yeah i was always eating rice always eating mashed potatoes like yeah that's i came alive in the nighttime it was crazy what was your roommate doing the whole time she was eating with me you guys are roommates for two years the same yeah oh so y'all stayed together the whole time mm-hmm. did you feel a sense of comfort having her there was she like your blanket a little bit i did we met another friend named jazz but like she left after one semester, we we went through a lot together, like emotionally, like she was the first person to ever outside of my family to physically tell me she loves me and hug me. Mm. And I was just like, whoa, you love me? And she was like, yeah. And I was just like, oh, oh, that was that's new. That's strange. And she was just like and then we started like talking about like our like families and stuff. And she was just like. I can see why you're like sheltered like that because you didn't really ever physically hear someone say, I love you. You It was like more so like. You said outside of your family? Or yeah, in, like family okay. would even like show they loved you, but they it, they it was never like physically said. We say it now, but like they never said it before. So when you get back from college and you start hearing that love, when do you start bringing it back to your family? Um, With my nephew. So when my nephew was born, it was just like, so much excitement like a new baby like wow like he was like he got like everybody's love like 
he that kid is loved even her new baby like is loved but like he was just like oh my gosh like everybody every time she came to my mom's house everybody was like oh he coming over everybody gonna come over we gonna hang out it was like it was like a fresh i feel like it was like a fresh start for everybody do you think it was the baby that brought the family into more love yeah yeah definitely and maybe also my grandfather getting like sick well let's walk us through because you said that your grandparents are like very influential throughout harlem yeah, my great-grandparents, my great-grandmother, Julia Price. What would she do? What did she do? She was like the matriarch for the block, uh, always doing stuff for the kids. She worked at the school as the parent liaison or something. Everybody loved her. She was like the advocate for everything, always like had all the kids around her making sure everybody was protected, having fun, feeling the love. She's like that now, too, so I can see how. This is your great-great-grandmother. My great-grandmother. Yeah, she's about to be 96. And she said how many presidents has she seen? A lot. She's met a few presidents. Yeah. Yeah. How many pictures has she got at the house? There's no pictures, but she do got a wall full of awards. She was on Tenet Patrol, too. She what patrol? Tenant patrol. What is that? So she lives in Drew Hamilton Projects. Her and a few other old ladies were like sit in the lobby, the table, eating snacks, gossiping. <laughs> tenant patrol. Oh, tenant patrol. Tenant patrol, oh, yeah. Who that, baby, who that yeah. is walking in there? <laughs> Girl, you know his wife ain't home. Knew everybody business. Ooh. Yeah. yeah. Oh, girl, yeah. <laughs> I heard she didn't graduate school and she up here <laughs> with books in her hand. No, she ain't graduate. Yeah, she knew everybody business. So how so you so growing up, what was it like having your grandmother in your life? Because if she's ninety, that means she had to be dang near sixty five, seventies. Yeah. Raising you. Well not raising you, but her you know. her so I was I that's probably I'm like an old lady now. So it would be me, my mom's mom, Joanne. My great grandmother Julia, and then my grandmother's sister, Aunt Juki. Aunt Juki was a mean ass Jehovah Witness. She's not so mean no more, but she was mean. Like, oh my gosh, she used to pinch me under the arm. Oh my gosh, she was mean. So it, I was always like hanging out with them. I call us like the gossip girls. Because any little gossip I needed, I would get on the phone with one of them, and they would tell me, which my mom hates because <laughs> I know everybody's business. And then I'll bring it up to her, and she's like, how you know? <laughs> and I'm like, my grandmother. And she's like, I told her to stop telling you everybody's business. You a child. And I'm just like, well, I don't care. I what know. was your great-grandmother's husband like? Big grandpa? That's what we call him, big grandpa. Um, He was a southern man. Oh, what part? Where was he from? I think South Carolina. Or the Carolinas. Most yeah. Carolina people moved up here. Yeah, David Price. Um, He died when I was in fourth grade. But what I do remember, he used to always, like, make jello. He used to always, like, cook stuff. Make jello. He was always cooking. He used to have that little stool in the kitchen, be at the sink, cooking stuff. He used to call me, like, Daylou, like, D-A-Y-L-O-U. Yeah. Yeah. He, him and my grandmother used to argue. He used to like, 
have like a butter container and he used to like chew that chewing tobacco mm -hmm. and like spit in it and when they used to argue it used to be so funny he used to call her juke so when they start arguing he'd be like all right juke whatever whatever it was like so funny it was real funny so your great grandparents then go to your grandparents yeah joanne and jim they are who my mom's parents mom's, okay how are they you guys close to them? Were you close to them yeah. growing up or close? Yeah, yeah I was really close to my grandmother. I'm really close to my grandmother. I was close to my grandfather, too. Your grandmother's still living, yes? Yes, my grandmother's still alive. My grandfather passed away. Um, yeah, I was like my grandmother's shadow when I was a kid. Like, any time, most of the summers I used to be like, I want to go with my grandmother. I didn't, like, I did not care about, like, hanging out with, like, old ladies. That's what I wanted to do. <laughs> And she used to give me whatever I wanted. Like, I did not care. Like, I'm going to my grandmother's house. That's it. How many grandbabies did she have? Um, It's a lot of us. I'm not sure. It's, it's a lot of us. What did she say when you told her you're pregnant? Grands and great-grands. I told her. I was feel. It was like I made like a coronavirus joke. So I was like, oh, I'm not really feeling well. And she say, stay home if you think you got the virus. And I was like, no, nah, I don't think it's that. I'm having morning sickness. And she was like, oh, really? And I was like, yeah. And then she was just like, oh, okay. And then um, I was like, yeah, I'm pregnant. And she was like, oh, really? And I was like, yeah. And then she, like, brushed it off or whatever. It wasn't until I saw my great-grandmother that weekend and she was like, um, oh, I had a dream about fish, and I just knew it was you. I was like, yeah, it is. And she was like, really? And she, like, sat up in her bed. She can't see, so she sat up in her bed, and she, like, hugged me so tight. And she was like, you need to come over more. And she was, like, kissing me and stuff. And I was like, yeah, it's me. And her husband's name was? David. Where is David from? He's from New York as well. Wait, Jim. Jim is my grandmother's, and David is my great grandmother's. No, so Jim. Savannah, Georgia. He is from the South too. Yeah. So he came up here. Yeah, his family came up in the '60s, I believe. Maybe even earlier. Married your mom's mom. Yep, they got married before. What was he? What was he like? After he came, always giving candy and stuff like that. He was like. That's how old Southern men are. They always got I, peppermint candy everywhere. <laughs> no, one thing he always had was a cigarette dangling out that mouth. <laughs> <laughs> um, He was like the mechanic on the block I grew up on, 149th Street. Everybody knew him. It was him and his best friend, Mr. Jimmy. Um, They would be like working on cars, and then he'll see us, and he'll say, um, that's my wife. And that's her shadow. That's my granddaughter. <laughs> and he um, he was always coming to my mom's house. We was real close. Like, he was always coming to my mom's house, hanging out, eating food, sometimes making jokes that was a little rude. <laughs> but <laughs> he had no filter. No, no filter. No filter. He was always cooking. I remember around Thanksgiving time, he would make, like, a dump cake. It's like, I don't know what it is, but I know it's, like, canned vegetables canned fruits and like cake mix and you like mix it and bake it and it's a dump cake i don't know maybe like a southern fruit cake or something but how many kids did they have um 
six kids. Because I met some of your cousins. Yeah. I met your cousins when they had all these diamonds on. Oh, and yeah, I think <laughs> I met your cousin. And I think one of their baby's mothers was sitting there talking to me. And she said, now I know good and well I need to go hold his hand because he'll go ahead and knock over everybody. Oh, my <laughs> God. <laughs> I was sitting next to you. At the funeral. His oh, baby, my His baby's God. mother. And she's all like, he know he don't need to go up there by himself. <laughs> she said, I know he ain't going to go up there by himself. Oh he going to knock somebody out. Uh, I think he was light-skinned with all these, I think he had jewels, so I was running into him. I told David Nick this, um, when our grandfather passed away, I went to the <laughs> funeral, and I'm sitting there, and maybe because all Southern black people look alike, but I'm sitting there, and this old black man walked up to me, rubbed my shoulders, and he said, your grandfather would be so proud of you, you look just like you. <laughs> and he said, he's so proud of what you accomplished. And I was like, thank you so much. I was like, <laughs> I'm not even related to this family. <laughs> I'm not related to this family. Then your cousins, oh some of your cousins gosh. were sitting next to me because I was to the left, and the lady moved me to the right where some of the, I like, I had to go. And that's when uh, I think your cousin's baby mother was sitting there talking like, he don't need to be by himself over there. Then I heard you go, that don't even look like him. Yeah, it did not. It did not. That's what not. happened to my grandmother too. <laughs> I we said, didn't know oh, who. hell no. <laughs> that did not, like he was like, did, did he have a beard or something? No, the day he died, like he we like went to um hospice and he still looked the same. So I was like expecting like the same brown skin. I was just expecting the same thing. When I looked in that casket and I said, No, that that ain't my grandfather. We ain't Was wow. it the makeup or what? It was like he looked darker and I was just like, That no, no, no. I'm sorry. No, that's not him. So the funeral director when you said that, he was just like, <laughs> you just see his face. <laughs> you just see his face. I when, people, when, people are when people are grieving, when people are grieving, people are grieving. Because I thought I was back home in North Carolina. I said, oh, these people must be Southern people, the way we all yelling out. <clears throat> my grandmother passed away, and my cousin, he might be dang near 410 pounds. And when he sat in the church, the bench started cracking back. And everybody told me, come on, my, my dad told me, come on, Steve about to break the bench. And he looks back at me. He looks back at me as they're singing a song. He said, Jared, he said, who that woman in that casket? I don't know who this lady is. Yeah, they look different. Said, I don't know who this lady is. He said, I don't know who this, I don't know who this lady is. That ain't my grandmom inside there. I don't know who this is. He said, we at the wrong funeral. Yeah, that don't, it, it, it was just like. It was too much for me. I was just like, mm-mm. Did y'all y'all have the wake and the funeral the same day? Yes. So I, I went to one of those similar, but one time, we, some parts of the South, there's a funeral home where you get to view the body one day, and the next day is the funeral. Yeah, it was, <coughs> we wanted to do everything in one, just straight through, one day. So one time, there was like two funerals connected, two weights together, and I went to the wrong side. And I said, man, I don't know who these white people are, but maybe, <laughs> maybe, I said, I said, maybe my cousin, maybe she worked in the, because uh, she worked in the military. So I was like, that's so nice. Her coworkers came up here. Then <laughs> I went up to that casket. I said, I don't know who this lady from Golden Girls is. Oh my God. And everybody's talking to me. Were you one of her students that she taught? <laughs> and I said, yeah, yeah. I was one of <laughs> my cousin came My bro I think my brother said, what is wrong with you? Get over here. <laughs> What are you? What are you doing? You in a whole nother family? <laughs> I was sitting there talking to this old. Oh this old, my! Were you God. one of her students? I said, Yeah, she taught me in fifth grade. No. <laughs> and my brother's like, What are you doing? Get over here! You're the wrong family. 
I said, how come they didn't tell nobody to go left or go right? We got all these people grieving together. <laughs> oh, my God. <laughs> I said, I would have sat down the whole service if I didn't go ahead and walk up oh to the front. Oh, my gosh. <clears throat> so, yeah, you have a that lot of cousins. hilarious. So, their point, like, these are your cousins. And then you're like, these are my coworkers. But before that, people just thought I was a cousin. So, I was just blending in. <laughs> But I was like, dang, I ain't dressed up for this funeral. <laughs> then I saw senior cousins. I said, well, I fit right on in. They ain't dressed yeah. up either. Yeah. I was like, these dudes ain't dressed up either. Yeah, that media family had like navy blue on and it was like whatever. Everybody wear whatever. Everybody else. So did your grandfather, so you being close to your grandfather and your grandparents, when do you get close to your mother? Do you ever vent to your grandparents about your mother? And her and Mr. Reggie? Or? I used to run away to my grandmother's house when I got upset with my mom. And my mom would call her and say, she there, right? And my girl would be like, yeah, she in the room. This <laughs> is like, where else am I running away to? <laughs> like, I, I went to my grandmother's house. Um, I would say um, after my first year of college, I got pregnant. So I had to tell my mom. And I was like, you know... At first, I was just like, you know what? I saw you be a single mom. I want to keep it. I'm going to keep it. And she was just like, cut it. We're not going to keep this. And I ended up getting rid of it. Mm. Um, and it wasn't until like a year later that we like sat down with like my mom's best friend, me, Anna. And we like got everything out that we felt like we was like holding on to. And then, like, after that, I feel like that's when it was, like, a good turning point. Well, what, 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 how did y'all get to the sit-down? Just just randomly one night and you no, just started? No, we went to my mom's best friend. Like, we we were always going to our house. We, like, went and we, like, vented and was just, like, enough is enough at this point. Like, we're old enough. We could, like, get uh, get what we needed across without, like, it seeming as disrespectful. What did your mom say? How did your mom say? Did she say that she was doing the best that she could? And did you understand where she was coming from? We got a lot of insight from her best friend that she knew since she was 10 years old. So she was just like a lot of the things y'all are seeing. This is how she was when she was younger. Uh, Y'all don't know a lot of the stuff she went through because she did hide it. So we was able to see like a side of her that we never knew. And that gave us a lot of like clarity on stuff. Who's us? Who was there inside this thing? You, me your and, older sister? Me and Anna. Not Jazz, just me and Anna. <clears throat> Did Jasmine need that clarification or Jasmine's relationship still different? I, I felt like it was different because she was the first. So, like, she saw some of the things that... Your mom went through. Yeah, so she was able to, like, not relate, but, like, understand. But we didn't, so we were just like, we hate it here, we're miserable, we're depressed... We don't want to be here. Like, mm -mm. and then we had that sit down and it was like. This uh, is 2016. Uh, 2017. 2016. Mm -mm. 2015. It was like 20, 2014. It was 2014. So you're like 19 years old. Yep. Yep. And that's when you guys became closer. Yes. Do you ever wish that time would have happened faster so you can have more moments or do you or you needed that stern house? I feel like I needed the sternness to an extent. Sometimes it was just excessive. Well, how did it carry over to Mr. Reggie after you guys have this talk? Does he lighten up? 
after we had that talk, um, once we got close to our mom, it was like the bond became so solid. Whatever he was doing, we didn't give a damn. Because it was like, if you look at it, it's us against you. So whatever. Five girls. You come in, you upset, we don't give a damn. We still in the living room laughing, joking, having fun. If you upset and miserable in that moment, then whatever. Because we still out here laughing. Where did he work? Um, For him to be so stressed out, what was he working? I don't think it was stress. I think it was also like maybe like his upbringing that played a factor. Um, he was like a security, like a bouncer for like clubs and stuff. Oh, so he was dealing with wild people every night. Mm-hmm. So during the day he was off and at night he would start working. Mm-hmm. So he was raising all throughout the day. We was he probably school. just wanted it quiet at that. He was at school during the day. Oh, he was at school during the day? We was at school during the day. Oh, so when y'all came home, it was like, well, I got five hours so I go outside. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So has your relationship with him changed at all? It has. Like once once I went to college and was out the house and was able to be more vocal. And I think it got better like once I like became an adult adult. They respected you more as an adult talking to him than a child. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Like typical black parents. <laughs> um <clears throat> Yeah, I feel like once and then once I actually got out the house like moved out, it was like even better. Because I, I could like space. Yeah, I could like come, talk my shit and leave. Well how did your baby sisters take it? When I like the How did it affect them? How does it affect them growing up? Can you tell they can grew up completely different? No. I feel like they grew up the same. Like some of the stuff that we experienced, like the fun stuff or like the trips and stuff we took, they didn't experience. Like it was like we did have fun times growing up, like yeah, but your mother's probably a whole lot better mom to them than she was to y'all two since that talk, right? She's probably raising them completely different. No, I think it's the same because Reggie is also like their actual dad. So it's like different love coming from both biological parents. Okay. It was, yeah, it was different. But I think my little sisters are like, I would say. Would you say they're spoiled? Yeah, I would say we were all spoiled. Okay. But like. So you had a good life. You had yeah. a good life. Yeah, I did. They're just strict. For sure. Um, London is more like, she's like a baby. She's like nine. She's and she's like, she's about to be, she'll be 10 in November, but she's like a baby. Like, always want to be under my mom. Always want to be around my mom. It was like up until a few years ago, my mom would leave the house and she'll be crying for like an hour. Oh my gosh. Yeah. Yeah. That was, yeah. Yeah. And how do they see you? They probably see you. They see you as an older sister, that fun sister. Do you ever bring them to the Bronx and let them have a girls' day and let Anthony no. sit in the room and play no. for a <laughs> night? No, they. I, when I did live on the east side, they did come spend the night, and it was like fun. But um, since I moved to the Bronx, it's like a smaller space. So like, if they was to come over, like he would have to leave for the night, and we that would place all, look big to me. It's a studio. It, it would look it, spacious. It is spacious, but I feel like if. We want to have like fun, like it should just oh, be like just leave. all the sisters having fun. Yeah, we all loud. Yeah. So when we at my mom's house, it's like fun. Like I stay as late as possible, watching scary movies, laughing. You've been here for a dang joking. near a week, haven't you? I have. London just came home yesterday, and we watched a scary movie, and then I like got in a shower, and then I was like, "All right, you get in a shower now. I'm gonna wait for you in a room." 
thinking like we was gonna watch something or something and she like opened her laptop and got on roblox and i was like yeah i'm gonna just go to sleep roblox yeah i was like i'm gonna just go to sleep it's almost 3 a.m i'm tired where's your middle sister at does she come by too Anna. does she live in harlem Anna. Anna. Anna still lives at home okay and Raina's, what's your relationship with Anna? Me and Anna are like real close. I would say me and her are the closest out of all of us. That's the one. Anna worked. Didn't she work at a daycare center as well? Yes. Yes. Okay. Yes. I've seen her before. I've yeah. seen pictures of her. Yeah. <laughs> We're the closest out of like everybody. She knows all the secrets. And who's Jazz closest to? Jazz is close to us too. We're all close. But I feel like whose bond is like the tightest is me and Anna. And then as a whole is like me on a jazz because the other ones are so little like they can't really like hang out they can't talk about adult stuff yeah they, <laughs> they can't, can't really they, hang out with us like they do that. they go oh they don't got exposed yeah they don't really hang out with us so we get to 2016 so 2016 why do you leave the daycare and go because we met in 2017 yeah i was there from 2000 to 2016 to 2017 and that's when i left to work at the job. But I'm saying, how did you find the job? How is this randomly or? Um, the head of school was my middle school teacher. What was she like when you are in middle school? Was she the same or? No, she was like fun, curly hair, oh, curly. nose ring, used to show her tattoos. It was like, it was like cool. She was like, I would say cooler. I don't, I don't really, she was like the writing teacher, so I don't really know. So she randomly hit you up and was like, hey, I'm I'm the principal here. Come through or? No, I said I was like looking for a new job. Just in general? Or you just Uptown. Said, Uptown. But how did she find out? You just put a post or what? I had her on Facebook. And she was like, oh, um, I have a potential opportunity. And I looked at it, went for the interview. And I was like, I think this will be something I would like to do. And then... I entered hell. <laughs> it was fun, though. It was fun, fun as hell. Like, was that was, yeah, was I fun. always was, say, even at my fun. job now, I was like, my team at my old job was not like this. And they just like, well, I was like, we were all black. Sometimes it's like when the inmates <laughs> run the asylum because there's, there's like, Jerry, you're in charge. I was all right. No, first we had Laura. <laughs> oh, man. Oh, the man. The funniest thing was when Laura left. That was the funniest thing. She said, I'm fucking out of here. <laughs> like, I think it's di- I th- think the reason why it's different because all the other schools I've taught at, some of the other ones, it's very like an older staff. So that was the first time me ever being around like younger people, people like younger than me and stuff like that. Usually when you're around old people or old teachers, they really don't care about your lives. They're trying to get in and get out. And after that, there is no social aspect to it. But when you're literally with people that your own age, like everyone realized, did you see what happened on the shade room? (laughs) (laughs) Every morning at 730, we was talking about some celebrity gossip (laughs) or something. When Pusha (laughs) Pusha T and Drake, oh my God, we was talking about that for weeks. Oh, that I said, was uh, fun. It was like a moment for the dark skins. Yeah, yeah. Because we remember when Amber first had her baby, or Amber when she was pregnant. Yeah, when we had the little baby shower. I was like, wow, something looking a little funny. And then that's when she was finally like, I'm pregnant. I was like, oh. Yeah, that was fun. That was real fun. What did Nashawn get her? Didn't he get her baby shoes? Yeah, he made her some custom-made Air Force Oh, ones. he made those? Yeah. Oh, I thought he bought them, yeah. I mean, he bought them and, like, decorated them, but they were, like, real cute. Those was real cute. 
She made baby Asher. Yeah, we made the, had that little baby shower. That was so fun. That was real fun. It was all adjusting. What was uh, what would you say the high the high of working there? I would say the working people, with right? black people. It was a lot, right? It's heavy. <clears throat> I think my high was working with black people because, like, um, the daycare job I had, I did work with black people. My co-teacher was black. The head of the school was black. Administration was black. And I think that's always my high, like, being able to, like, work with people that look like me because we can relate. Like, if, like, the day, the time Anthony got arrested and I came in, like, crying and, Everybody's like, what's wrong? And I was like, like, I don't know where he's at. And then he called me at work and I was like, oh, Laura, that's him. And she was like, take your time. And then that's when I figured out he had got arrested. And I was just like, had something like that happen at my new job. I don't think they could like relate to that. Like, like, what did he get arrested for? Why? Everybody's like, let David take a moment. (laughs) Yeah, I was destroyed. (laughs) I was like, he told me to come to his house. I spent the night. He never came home. Where the fuck is he at? I even walked to work. I was like, no. I was on time. <laughs> she was. I was even on time. Yeah, <laughs> she showing like, up on time today? I said, we only pray. <laughs> <laughs> I was like, oh, my gosh. It was crazy. And then that was like, that was good. Even the kids. Like, I feel like I could relate to black kids, whether like, like no matter the no matter the circumstances, but like at my job now, it's like I can't really relate to them. Like well, I think you 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 can relate to them, but it's the, it's a thing about being in the inner city because you grew up the same way they grew up, so that's why you connected with them. Yes, that's why. And when I say that, because I remember when you first started, I said, "Lord, help her, help her to make, <laughs> <laughs> help her to make." Help her to make it, help her to adjust. And once you adjust it, that's when, well, it takes a while. I think it takes a while for people to adjust. After the first 21 days of any situation, you get to know people's personalities and you know how to work around and work with the personalities. And uh, we had, everybody had some fun. It's still fun. It's still fun. Yeah. I think I think you're just in a, a good, you're in a good team because I try to make everything fun. Because you're like, why won't you hang out? I was like, I can't be hanging out. I got yeah, stuff, so like, I got what, stuff to do what other job do you have? Because are you like a stripper or something at night? Coming in, oh, man, um, you got the class where I got to go move my car. I'm just like, I got it. I, you know what? I got it. I don't care if they're whipping my ass. I got it. I'm good. <laughs> I don't care. I don't care if they're licking my neck. I forgot what who was talking to. They're like, what? Do I was, I was, just, I was like, keep Dave and Nick over there in the other class. They're like, why? I said, because it's probably the only time in life where she's going to bond with someone that's going to be her <laughs> age. Because y'all both are the same age. Y'all yeah. both pretty much the same Young. age. Young. Y'all both, both the same age. So both of y'all were connecting like that. So we get there, and then we transition. Oh, then we have the, the graduation. The graduation was wild. Oh, my gosh. Graduation was wild. The graduation <sighs> was wild. Graduation. Then, so what are the highlights of the the new job what do you like over there i think um what have you taken from your from that from our fix working together to your new job what have you taken i did gain a lot of patience and um being able to like actually connect with the kids because like i work with all of my kids are white and i work with eight boys it's seven 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 of them six of them are white one is uh asian and one is like spanish so, um, and they're on a spectrum. So the school is based around 
autism. So that was something that I felt like I did want to learn. I've always wanted to work with kids with special needs. So like I was able to like learn them like and I picked up some of their habits. So that's a little strange. Um, they're like I. And I think about working with young kids. Young kids don't have the experience of life that older kids have already. They don't know. The racism yeah. doesn't hit them like that. So it's not like they're actually five, you know. They're probably going to grow up differently when yeah. they get like six or seven. Ugh. But when they're young, they have the innocence of not knowing about what this world really is Nothing. about. Nothing. Uh, so they're blank slate. So that's when you say you can relate to being around black kids. You can. But the what made you better was how diverse the school was. Because now in your new job, in your new position, you're with diverse kids and you can fit in. And you know how to adjust a, a yeah. teacher who's not like you or a coworker who yes. has nothing to do with you. Yes. Literally from different countries. All of us are from different countries, yeah. And growing up in Harlem is a different India. country, too. <laughs> Seriously. Even how we grew up now. One of the teachers grew up in the Philippines. One of them grew up in Long Island. And I grew up in Harlem. So, like, she has, I feel like she has a negative misconception, too, like, there was like a mouse in our room and I was just like really petrified because I have a phobia of mice. So she was like, Oh, I thought living in the city, you'll be like used to it. <laughs> and I looked at her and was like, what makes you say that? And she was like, the city is dirty. And I was like, I don't live in a dirty area. So I, that's not something I will ever get used to. Never seen a mouse here either. So, uh, the mouse actually ran out when I was in the classroom and I left the kids. I ran out the room as fast as I could. I was screaming. I was scared because it was like so sudden. And I came in that morning and she was like, um, the kids snacks was eaten through. And I was just like, I balled up everything I had and I put it in my bag and I sat it on top of the kids lockers. And I was just like, this is not something I'm used to. This is not something I feel comfortable dealing with. So when the mouse ran out, I like screamed at the top of my lungs and I ran out and I ran on a bench in a hallway. And the kids were just like, oh no, like what's wrong with Ms. Day? Like what happened? And she like tried to take them out as fast as she could without like passing out from laughing. <laughs> and I ran from one end of the hallway to the other end to go like where they were at in a playroom. And I was like, y'all, I saw the mouse. And they were just like, oh, uh, like they didn't think that that was disgusting. They were just like, can we keep it? And I was just like, in my mind, hell fucking no. We cannot keep the mouse. It is dirty. No. It is dirty. And they were just like, you ran out so fast. We didn't know what was going on. And I was just like, I'm sorry. I'm we call it like big reactions or a little reaction. I was like, it was a big reaction over a small mouse, but I, I wouldn't have reacted any differently than I had that day. Sometimes I feel like the <clears throat> the hardest part about when you're teaching and working is that you have to, especially I would say a person of color, you have to not dial down, but you have to adjust because sometimes you carry a race with you. Meaning like as a man, I know I work with a whole bunch of women. First, I need to know, I need to make sure these women feel safe and let them know that all men aren't like this. And at the same time, I know like all Southern people aren't like this. Then I got to know the black people they do me. If they've never experienced black people before, they're like this. I work with a lot of people who've never met like black people in general, not worked that close to them. So they're, most of the questions they ask, they may seem ignorant at the time, but most people don't even know. You know? True. 
Some people don't know. A lot of, I forgot, this Native American <coughs> girl I work with. No, she's from, I forgot what part of Asia. No, she's Indonesian. She's like all the stuff that people say to her. Or <coughs> I work with a Asian girl now talking about xenophobia. And I was like, man, I didn't know. I knew it was bad, but she's like, think about it now, how unsafe I feel inside the city with all this, the, the COVID virus, how they're attacking different Asian people. And sometimes I think as a minority, we have to realize there's other minorities out there. Sometimes we focus on like our, because of course you're going to focus on yourself because, you know, you focus on your people. Then you realize there's other people out there completely having a different type of minority experience. So let's go to the day you met Anthony. Where did y'all meet at? Um, he actually like liked my pictures up on Instagram. Oh, he slid in the DMs. Yeah, he slid in my DMs and I was just like, you know what? What did he say in the picture? <sighs> He just like put the hard eyes and then he oh, like so inboxed me and was like, text me. And then we started oh, just texting. all he said? Yeah. Straight like, up. No hi, hello. Text me. No. And then he was like, you know, straightforward. And then we started texting. We went on our first date. We go to Golden Corral. We went to Mother Burger. And oh, in Harlem? No, Mother Burger is on 50th Street. And we actually had to sit outside and wait for our table to be ready. So we were like sitting out there and we were like laughing. It was like natural. Like we were laughing. Um Was he quiet then? He's always he's always been quiet, but like he was laughing with me. Um cuz y'all if you don't know, they have very unique personalities. I met him twice. He was always been like real quiet. He's very just yeah. chill. Like, so yeah, real He's laid very back. Chill. Not that quiet, but just like chill. He remind my cousins are like that. They're very chill. <laughs> the opposite of me. And it opposite was like to track. Yeah, true. And it was like real cool. Um, I was still like trying to get out of a situation, so we did remain friends for like months, months, months. And then in July, um, how are you getting out of situation going on dates? How's that happening? No, I. I told my ex I didn't want to be with him, but he was, like, constantly harassing me, um, stalking me, texting me, calling me from different numbers. Like, he, it was, like, really hard for him to let go, but I was just, like, it wasn't healthy for me to, like, stay with someone like that. And Anthony knew all of this, so we, like, we did remain friends, and then... What was he saying the whole time? He was just, like... If you're mine, I never treat you like that. No, he was just, like whatever like deal like deal with the best the best way you know how and then um that july that was in like february he came over for dinner once actually he came to my mom's house and then oh, he wow yeah that with that was cool and then did he introduce him so what did you just say this is my boyfriend or no i was like this is my friend anthony he's like just here for dinner and my mom was like all right that's fine um then we july i was like we had like stopped talking because it was like it got like real like weird and then um uh me the care had came down and she was like oh like let's go out let's go get drinks i was like sure and then she was like let's go to karaoke and i was like oh i'll invite anthony and then he came to karaoke um we got drunk and then that night that July night, I mean, you know, here we are. <laughs> when did y'all make it official? When did the Facebook status change? When did that um, happen? The when Facebook status never changed. When did I he say, like, like look, I'm like trying private. to be your man. I'm trying no, to be down November. for you. Do you love me? Do you um, ride me? Do you trust me? I had, he, I started, like, going over to his house, like, spending the night. And then he was like, you know, 
you could start like leaving stuff here. And I was just like, okay. And then I started cooking dinner there. And then he was like, you know, like if you need like hair stuff and like soap and stuff to bring, like you can like bring it. And at this point I had my own section in the bucket. So I was like, you know what? All right. And, um, Thanksgiving was coming up and he was like, you know, if you're not doing anything, oh, we're going to my family's house. And that's when I met his whole family. And then I was just like. And how do they like that big personality coming up? It wasn't that big. I was like real. Like, Why'd you tone it down? You tone it down. I was real like, because they was like Ditsy. bougie. Oh. They was bougie. So I was just like, ah. And the food wasn't that good. So <laughs> I was real disappointed. Um, that night we actually had chicken sandwiches and fries. And then I was like making a joke like, oh, like you're just my friend. And he was like, I'm not your friend. I'm your boyfriend. Ooh. And then <laughs> and then it just like became official like that. Do you remember when he said he loved you? Who said it first? You did or he did? Um, I don't know. You do know. I don't remember. I think that did night. Y'all texted to each other? I think that night he got arrested. <laughs> it was just like real scary. And he was like, you know, I was like thinking about you the whole night because I told you to come over. And he actually did try to call me and I blocked, I like <laughs> blocked the number because I thought it was my ex. So I was like, oh, You're my getting gosh. a call from a call it caller. It was like a random number. And I was like, oh, yeah, I'm not answering. And then he was like, I tried to call you to tell you what happened, but you didn't answer. So I was like, maybe that was it. I was like, this, he's like, cool, like real quiet, real shy. And then after that, it was like history. I moved in. Then we went on our first, first vacation. Yeah, I went to the, where'd y'all, where'd y'all go? Where you taking when, all the? Yeah, we went on a cruise. The cruise where you're taking all them pictures. Don't look at these pictures. I said, these ain't yeah. appropriate for school. <laughs> 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 these ain't appropriate yeah, for a work environment. Yeah, look yeah. at me in the sand. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> look yeah, at me sitting in the yeah. sand. That was, that was, yeah. We went on a cruise and then. We moved into the first place we moved in together. How did that go? What did he say? Like, I'm, let's move in together? What did no, he his friend was, like, being, like, real weird. And he was like, y'all got two weeks to move. And then those two weeks we found a sublease. We moved in. And it was, like, it was cool because it was, like, we had our own space. We didn't have to worry about, like, people touching our stuff or, like, cleaning up after anybody. And then mm-hmm. it's, like, real and then we got our official place last year, March. And I feel like since it was like physically ours, we like, that's when the real us came out. The attitudes, like the emotions. It's an adjustment living with somebody. It is. It is. It what is. What was the hardest adjustment moving in? Um, Being together 24-7. Like, up until that point, I've never spent the night out. I went to Charlotte for, like, three days in 2017. You went for the CIAA weekend? Yes. I went there. It's going to be wild out there. Yeah, Yeah, it was real ghetto out there. I went there, and that was the first time we ever spent time away from each other. And the first, we I never spent the night out because it was just, like, we have our own home, so not really any point but this is the longest we've been without each other this week i've been at my house since friday yeah any other time we 
we've been home together. How do you think he's going to be as a dad? I think he'll be a really good dad. I I just, we got a pet fish, and <sighs> it's like. Who taking care of the fish now? Him. Him. He, you know if you feed it too much, it'll die. He just cleaned the tank yesterday. So I was like, you know what, let's get a pet fish. At first I wanted a dog, but then he was just like, if we're going to get a dog, we're going to get a big one. And I was just like, no, the fish will suffice. So he's like, oh, we got to keep the tank clean. He used to call me after work like, did you feed the fish? And I'm just like, it's not that serious. Like, it's just a fish. Right. And then we almost had a mistake where we killed the fish. So that was, like, real scary for us. But I think he'll be a good dad. He's, like, he's excited. Every little thing I'm, like, sending him, like, oh, look at this, look at that. He's, like, excited. So we got, like, a solid foundation behind us, too. So if things were to ever go wrong, we got somebody Don't put that to lean out back there. on. Don't put say things go wrong. Things will go right. Things will know, go right. right. No, I said, like, you a ring, get married. Would you do, or do you want to be married or no? I, I don't feel like marriage is like really, like, I never grew up saying, like, oh, I want to be married because I've seen marriages that. Does he believe in marriage? No. His grandparents are married, like mine, but it's not something that's important Your mom's married? to me. No, she's engaged. Both oh, of our okay. parents are engaged. When she just got engaged? No. That was 2013. <laughs> <laughs> it's, it's been a little minute. Uh, you know, take your time. Yeah. So we get there, right? And so if you don't know, Devonique, uh, she's a cook. She has her own business where she caters food. She makes cakes, cupcakes. delicacies, cupcakes. She can go. She made, yeah. Did you make the dinner that I came over? The Yes. Asked my lady sitting like she made all that. My heart was burning the other day. I was like, oh, maybe they got it spicy. It was spicy. I was like, golly, mom. I told her, I said, what do you think is wrong? She said, they probably cook it with different type of spice. I said, my heart is burning. I was sitting in the bed, time I had to go to sleep. Yeah, I woke up that Wait, day. Wait, what was I on that it. cake? Was it was it what type of crumbs was that on that cake? It was like strawberry shortcake, like the ice cream. There was no nuts in there, was it? No nuts. No. What nuts. was that? It's crumbs. I told her as soon as I ate, I, was, I had to go to bed. I said, man, I ate the, the spiciness. She goes, what's wrong? I said, I think my my heart is burning. <laughs> yeah, I woke up that day with a headache and was just like. I said, man, my heart. She said, was it good? I said, look at it. I said, <laughs> <laughs> I, said the, I said, the meat is falling right off the bone. <laughs> yeah, it was, it was delicious. Oh. She said, she still, I said, she got a couple more days in Harlem, so hopefully I can keep going. <laughs> I said, I can keep, I can keep going back going. <laughs> keep back going. And she goes, what? She goes, yeah. I said, hopefully. It was it was spicy. It was really I spicy. Said, shoot. I said, shoot. I said, they say we can come for Thanksgiving. I said, tell her, Mom, we can go ahead and we'll bring a dish. Yeah, Thanksgiving, we going to do it real big this year. So where, when did you learn how to cook? You said your grandfather cooked. Everyone cooked in your house. Yeah, everybody cooks. Literally, everybody cooks. But I feel like in college, that's when I was really like, I was always cooking growing up, but not like the big meals. But once I got to college, I was like, all right, we're going to have to figure something out because eating out is expensive. The cafeteria food is expensive and it's nasty. So I just started, like, you know, looking up recipes. Pinterest was my best friend. So I was, like, looking up recipes all the time. And I was, like, we made oh. our anniversary cake. Yep. We didn't like, finish that whole thing. <laughs> I said, <laughs> I said I'm going to try to take a picture of it. I said, I can't hold on that long. It's no. too long. 
<laughs> we gotta eat this cake. <laughs> yeah, it's like trial and error. It's I feel like it's easy to me. It's not easy to everybody. Like you just have to. That's something you have to have. And so I, let's let's look into it. the future. What would your goal be? <clears throat> to have your own restaurant or maybe like a restaurant slash bakery where like I sell food, but then you know, like you could get a cupcake or a slice of cake if you needed it, or even some banana pudding. Need a little snack. Yeah. I think I say you might be the only person I know that eat a brisket, macaroni and cheese and and uh yeah. and mashed potatoes on your break and oh not doze off. <laughs> 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 oh my so god. I used to be put it away. <laughs> so she about to crash in in an hour. <laughs> nope. That was fuel. <laughs> it woke me up. I said, man, I said nope. <laughs> nope. Okay, so this is the end of the hill, right? So we have five questions, and you can answer these questions to the best of your ability. Are you ready? I'm ready. Okay. <clears throat> okay. Do you believe in God? No. No, why not? I just ne- – that wasn't something that was, like, pushed on me when I was younger. With so southern, all like, them southern people in your house. Right. So it was like I never really had to go to church. I feel like if it was something that was instilled in me, then I would believe in it. But I feel like if – when people say like just pray and things will get better it's like no if you work hard if you do what you need to do to figure something out or like get it done with your own willpower that's not from god that's from yourself so you don't pray to nothing i don't when was the last time you prayed in life never i've never really prayed like when like when like when death happens it's because this is something that happens well, what is your what is your what does anthony believe in he don't really believe in anything either Oh, he yeah, thinks there is a God, but there is not, like, specifically God. Have you ever read the Bible? No. Not even a verse? Mm-mm. Oh, you wrote, you, know me a, Jesus is? you wrote me a letter, and you put a little Bible verse in there. I was breaking everybody down the first year. Yeah, you was. I broke down you and shit. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, you put that little oil on my head and stuff. Yeah. Yeah. I think it's because... I think it's because for both uh, Charlotte and Fidel, no, she probably won't come on the podcast. She says she will, but <laughs> this yeah. thing get deep, don't it? It do. She, it I do. told, I think I told both of you guys. I said this experience that you guys have, y'all never experience it again, because you guys are both young. You guys are both. You're never gonna work with me no more. <laughs> so I said that experience, the it's like a glitch in the matrix. So that's when I wrote all you guys different letters about like what the first year is like. Because the first year is completely different. Your second year will change. The third year will change. And you always compare it to like, this is what my first year was like. Yeah. Because my first year, boy, my, my school was closing down. So everybody was just quitting left oh. and right. And I was the only one I was the only one there. I had most of the kids that didn't speak no English. I didn't have no curriculum. I said, well, I'm going to figure it out. So I was like, I know what it's like not to have guidance. So at the beginning, I was like, let's see how these gals do. Okay, let's keep it moving. Here we go. Uh, when's the last time you had a, a nightmare? I actually had a nightmare two nights ago. What was it about? I didn't have any legs. <laughs> I was like, wow, I don't have no legs. And that was it. I think it's because my foot went numb in the middle of my sleep. <laughs> I, I didn't have any legs. What is your biggest fear? Um, My biggest fear before was not living up to my full potential. 
something now that is different would be like failing as a parent. Do you feel like you're living up to your biggest potential now? Yeah, I feel like it. I don't have a restaurant, but I feel like given the circumstances now, like more people than ever are like recognizing me. When was the last time you had a panic attack? Hmm. I would say Friday. What were you panicking about? I got into an argument with Anthony. And I was just like, you know, I need to leave the house. And he was refusing to let me leave. And I was like, you know, I just really need to leave. I need to go. And then I left and I broke down the second I got into that Uber. Were you panicking because you thought it was over, or what were you panicking about? I was panicking because he couldn't calm down. Okay. There was... Are you his calming place? I think so. And is he your calming? Who calms you down? I would say my mom. I would say my sisters and him as well. But, like, I never allow myself to get to that point. Like, if I feel like I'm getting upset, I just, like, try to take 10 deep breaths. But if I'm escalated, then there's really no calming me down. When's the last time you escalated? Um, hmm. I would say maybe in November. What happened in November? Anthony cheated. Oh, Lord. I don't know. We're getting this real. (laughs) Yeah. And I was. How'd you find out? I looked in his phone. What was in his phone? some very vulgar stuff and I was like oh mm. and then I like beat him up I like put my hands on him yeah Ooh. how did y'all get past that that was bad a lot of communication I felt like he felt like eh. did you blame yourself nope no, but you guys are together twenty four seven. So it, yeah, it wasn't my action. So I felt like um, I was constantly asking questions about it, and that made him uncomfortable. So it was like it happened. I found out. Answer my questions because that's the only thing that's gonna ease my mind or make me feel like this is something you want. So he allowed me to ask questions, and then he asked, "Was that it?" And I was like. If something else comes up, then I'll ask. But nothing else has come up, so it was nothing really for me to ask after that. Were you going to leave him? I was. I asked him to get out of my house. And what did he say? He said he would. And then he, I didn't talk to him for a while, actually. We lived in the same house. What's a while? I made my own meals, maybe like a two or so weeks. I made my own meals. He didn't eat anything, so I was like, whatever. Mm. Um, and then we started to communicate like more after that. I was like, if something is ever on your chest and you feel like you can't communicate that, you let me know. But I feel like his mom also played a big role. Oh, his mom knew. And like me, yes, I told her. Oh, she like mediated a lot. Why'd you tell his mom? Me and his mom are actually really close. Does your family know? My mom knows. Well, the world knows now. So, <laughs> yeah, y'all know too. <laughs> but his mom was like a real. 
But how does sometimes I feel like you know as how does he take that took into his mom because now his mom knows something very intimate inside his life, something that you two shared. He he went to her and was like, "I messed up." Oh, so he talked to his mother. Yeah. And, and how did your mom take it when she had to talk to him? Um, she was she. My mom was upset initially. Yeah, that's 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 the hardest thing when you make mama upset and you're the person that yeah moved her daughter out of a house into everything else. So how did your mom? She was upset and she's like, "What you? What do you want to do? Because you're an adult, it is your choice." And I just didn't know, so it was like she let me figure it out. Um, he still it hasn't been any family events where he came, but like. She talks. She actually came to our house for a dinner a few times, actually, and it was fine. How does he feel around your family now? Fine. Do your sisters know? Yeah, my older sisters know. We, I, to, I had told them about it, and it was just like it's your choice. Like every I said probably the embarrassment out of him, even the embarrassment he's earned. But you know, it's for him being such a you know more intimate person. Yeah, it could be. Now he's more. He's forced to be an extrovert. Yeah, but I feel like when he comes around, it's like cool. Like they, like they, they still come to our house. Like they still okay, come to yeah. dinner and stuff. Like it's nothing. Y'all move past it. Yeah. Yeah. Like we did. It. We got through it and we moved past it. It wasn't like something that's like always being brought up. Like mm -hmm. it was like it happened. We dealt with it. We faced it. We were done. But like yeah, they, her and her sons came over for dinner too, and it was fine. He was fine. No, things are. Are you his first um, girlfriend? No. Like, like adult girlfriend. Yes. Adult, like adult, real like he's an adult. adult. Now, that's what I'm saying. So, it, of course, you have girlfriend. I'm talking about you guys. Are your first. This is you guys' first real big boy, big girl relationship. Everything. This is every. You guys are your first time living together. First time experiencing things together with each other. Yes. So you guys are both growing up together, pretty much. Basically, and now you know. Because he's had you for most of your 20s. Uh, since I was... 22. Yeah. 23. How old is he? We're the same age. So, yeah, for y'all 20s, you guys are pretty much going to spend y'all 20s together. Yeah. Yep. Stuck with me. You stuck with him, too? Stuck together. Stuck in the middle with you. <laughs> <laughs> Do you believe in soulmates? That's the next question. Do I believe in soulmates? I don't. I feel like I believe in like having a person like friends mates, not soulmates. No, I don't believe in soulmates. What do you think happens when you die? I don't know. Become maggot food. <laughs> I don't I don't really believe in that reincarnation stuff. Maybe it depends on how you die. I know, like, there's either cremation or you're buried in a box. That's, that's really the only other, the two you options. You think that's That's when it's over. Yeah, that's it. That's it. I kind of believe in ghosts. Well, you're from Harlem, so that don't surprise me. A lot of people in Harlem believe in ghosts. Everyone that I talk to in Harlem keeps talking about they've seen ghosts before. Everyone that I've seen in Harlem keeps talking about ghosts. Mm -hmm. I said, well, I don't got no time for no ghosts. Watch out. <laughs> uh -uh. As soon as this old lady upstairs, she said, you know, there was a ghost right on that third floor. Oh I said, my well, 
I ain't seen them, so ain't no ghosts here. Oh, my God. She said, yeah, it was a ghost, a New Guinea ghost. I said, all right. So oh. I've been here 40 years, and I've been hearing about that ghost for 40 years. I said, he only terrorized this neighborhood, that's it? Oh, my gosh. Oh. Last question. You've done this. Remember we did this in an exercise? It's called Who Are You? Remember that? That dude came yes, by. Yes, yes, yes. Right. Oh, my gosh. He it was, was hilarious. He was trolling. You know, good and well. He's, he started tearing up in front of all these women at the school. Everybody said, oh, my God, he's so sweet. I said, he gets paid to do this. This is all acting. All of it's acting. <clears throat> I'm going to say, who are you until, I actually done it before, before I met him. Who are you until you stop? Ready? Okay. Who are you? Steve Onique. Who are you? Woman. Who are you? Activist. Who are you? Fun. Who are you? Smart. Who are you? Funny. Who are you? Sometimes lazy. Who are you? Teacher. Who are you? Black woman. Who are you? Positive. Who are you? Social butterfly. Who are you? Bitch. Who are, <laughs> 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 Who are you? Said that. Comedian. Who are you? Let's back that up. Let's not. Uh, <laughs> that's what we. That's what we draw. <laughs> I know. I was just sitting there, just like, uh, she don't mean. <laughs> I was like, she ain't talking about stand up. <laughs> oh my god! Keep going. Who are you? Um, a mom now. Yeah. Who are you? Sister. Who are you? Daughter. Who are you? Granddaughter. Who are you? Friend. Who are you? Confidant. When it's all said and done, what do you want people to know about David Nick Gardner? That I have a big heart. Oh, is it just that? Uh, ladies and gentlemen, my name is Jared Waters. <laughs> <laughs> this is David Nick Gardner. This is one man, one tree in a hill. Thank you, everyone. <gasps> shout out your Instagram so people can follow you. Wow thing day underscore. But shout out the business Instagram too. Baked by day NYC. Tell them how what the prices are for the cakes. No and for prices. The prices differ. They're different. But I'm pretty affordable. My thing's pretty good. It's actually delicious. My I paid a good. good price for my engagement. Not in my engagement cake. For anniversary my anniversary cake. cake. And, and it, it was, was good. It lasted us about two days. See, says a lot. And we was eating that cake all the time. No, <laughs> <laughs> maybe it was three days, three or four days. Well, thank you, Madam, for coming on to the hill. It was fun, right? Yeah, fun. Yeah, I had fun. I had fun. My cheeks are actually hurting. We'll catch you later, folks. Same time, same place, same podcast. <laughs>